0: marvelous makers and
1: art appreciators
0: to the art space podcast
1: brought to you by lemon street gallery and art space
0: located at 4601 sheridan road
1: hop on in (laughs) to your favorite citrus themed art gallery Yes. hop because it was easter recently and it is not when you're listening <laughs> to this so we are dated already <laughs> yes
0: yes good job at that <laughs> and i am your host shelby nesmith
1: and i'm jay coy
0: and today we are with the wonderful mixed media artist uh dean hot how are you hi
2: i'm uh, a little groggy from a little nap i had but actually <laughs> doing really well because the sun is out
1: oh yes. it's a glorious day mm-hmm. oh yeah cooler sure. near the lake when I when I left oh, yeah. my house, it was like 72, but then down here it's like 63. So. The
2: walk by the lake yesterday was not that long.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, we we recently ha- had a, had a show on Saturday, mm-hmm. and right. I it was another day where it was kind of warm where, out where I live. I live like three four miles inland, and I came dressed pretty much as I am today with like shorts and flip flops. And then I get here, and it was like 55, <laughs> and I'm like. So out of place. Everybody else was wearing hoodies and coats, but yeah, but it's okay. It's that wild and wacky time of year called spring.
0: Yeah, can wait hoodies. for shorts. Mm. Yes, <laughs> I couldn't wait. That's why I'm I wearing them. Now. <laughs> we're all eager, um, but the winter coats are away, and we're happy for that. So. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be a very chill night. Um, <laughs> we're, we're pushing out as much energy as we can tonight, um, but it's going to be chill, and we know that's why you guys come here for the chill art podcast. So We're making it official. Yes, <laughs> we're chill. Um, <laughs> so kick back, relax, and uh, we're going to get into some questions with Dean and about his artwork. Um, so I know we're going to weasel this one in a little Um I know you, how would you describe your artwork? Um, I know you do a lot of stuff with um, different objects, um, but in general, if you had to like put it kind of in a um, art movement or anything like that, what would you say it is?
2: Uh, Well, I guess I have a few just words like eclectic, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. that is um, I definitely have to do a variety of types of art. Mm -hmm. I paint. Draw, work with uh, mixed media with different art, traditional art materials, along with uh, a lot of dried organic materials like lemon peels, mm-hmm. yeah. root, uh, orange peels, other types of leaves, all kinds of things. Um, but as far as uh, description, I'm really into still life a lot now. And not every piece has still life elements, but that's something I've been doing for a long time. As far as art movements, uh, well, I don't know. I just I think that my main goal is to try to make work that is really my own work that's unique mm-hmm. and you might not be able to categorize. Okay, that's good. That's the way I yeah. like to think of it. So
0: it's kind of its own thing. Yeah, so.
2: but it, that's I good. Know it's, I know it's on. Uh, it's hard to describe uh, what it really looks like, and uh, hopefully some photos will be along with this, and yes. someone can take a look. Yes. yes.
0: If I had to describe it, I say it's like still life with a touch of like the surrealist, other world kind of feel. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It feels familiar and unfamiliar, familiar in the same sense. So well, everything everything
2: on. I do is invented. If I feel like I need to look at something, uh, to get an idea of like, well, I don't you do figures anymore at this point. But if I needed to look at a flower or a hand or something. I'm willing to do that, but I make up everything. I don't set up a still life and paint from it. I don't mm-hmm. paint from nature. I, I, I That's the way I feel the most creative, is to make up everything.
0: Pulling it from so, your brain.
2: <laughs> and okay. uh, also pulling it from just starting to work on a piece and see what happens and, and go with what, like the piece right in front of you that's a collaboration mm-hmm. with Jay Kalani. She gave me this old painting that she did experimentations with pour painting. and I just started seeing some images in there and it ends up being this funky floral still life kind of thing. So, yeah, um, yeah. And that's uh, but, but I do kind of have a spontaneous way of working, but I carry images and ways of working from piece to piece to piece. So it, sometimes I start with sort of an idea. So, mm-hmm. and then I also do things that you could categorize definitely being much more abstract. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't call my still lifes necessarily representational because they are invented. So I'm not representing an I'm re- representing an invented world. I guess.
0: Gotcha. So. Okay. <laughs> and that's where I, yeah, that's where I feel that slight surrealism comes in. So, yeah. And, yeah, and,
2: yeah, and 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 uh, some of the pieces in this show have that more. I think mm-hmm. than, than than I have done before in a way. Yeah,
0: but, it's a beautiful show. Uh, Thank
2: you. Oh, I love yeah. it.
1: It's, it's original. And yeah, it's a cool contrast to two episodes ago. We had Sujit on, and he does yeah. watercolors and he's uh, nature scapes. And he right. talked about like painting from photographs or in right. real life yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So now we got a totally different approach.
2: <laughs> and by the way, I, I really love artists who can do that. Um, and I mean, in, in college, I had to work from from life,
0: mm-hmm. and
2: I can do it, but I just got to a point pretty fast where I was like I want to do I want to invent things so that's where I'm at
0: all right
1: <laughs> well let's uh rewind yes. a little bit here and go back to the beginning mm-hmm. uh how did you first get into art and what were some of your earliest art memories
2: um my earliest art memories are basically from my grandma Habegger um
3: uh-huh.
2: <laughs> she did handmade sofa pillows mm. and something that I just looked up today because I never really knew what, I don't think she called it this, but yo-yo clown doll dolls. <clears throat> so what that is, is like she would have fabric scraps, and she would turn them into these slightly puffy discs, and then make the arms and legs and the body of these, and these clowns, and then she would hand paint the faces, and they were really tremendous. And... One thing I noticed as I got older and I saw hers is they were really top-notch compared to other people who were doing those things. Wow. So sofa pillows, yo-yo dolls. Later on, I found out that, well, she did, she also hand-colored black and white photographs. It's particularly for my older brothers. Oh, that's neat. Their senior pictures in the 1960s. Black and white, she hand-colored them. And um, then I found out later that she actually did watercolors and oils when she, years before that I didn't even, I didn't know about till much later.
0: Wow. Yeah. Hidden um, talents from grandma. Yeah. <laughs>
2: and She's he, Billy. <laughs> my, uh, my grandfather, Habegger, died before I was even born. So he died in the early, I don't know, early 50s, I guess. And apparently she went down, this is in Bern, Indiana. And apparently she went down to Indianapolis to Heron School of Art and took classes.
3: Oh. <clears throat>
2: and she would have been in her 50s and i think uh, a lot of the family kind of freaked out when she was headed to the city to take art classes anyway but but um i mean go grandma yeah yeah. but then my older brother i was also influenced or or inspired by him he's an artist he lives in colorado um i'll be going to see him soon he um he was inspired by her and i was inspired by both of them um and then the other thing that's really found interesting (laughs) is that um in my local community of burn indiana there would be an art show every year at the ford dealership showroom <laughs> and it was <laughs> and it it kind of inspired me so mm-hmm. I, yeah. I came from a small town in indiana no experience to fine art in general really but there was just these things that i think were i think that's part of the way i do a lot of what i do there's this I, it's very i think i have a very strong um influence of midwestern indiana craft yeah yeah. and uh uh, oh that's about that's about it i think
1: we got to reach out to some of our car dealerships and have some (laughs) pop-up art galleries or something yeah Uh,
2: yeah. uh, lynch
1: chevrolet are you listening (laughs) i think i was
2: in the show one year um i got i was in college I, i was married pretty young the first time and um lived in my hometown for a year. And I think that fall I actually put probably an abstract painting in that show and it was stuck out a little bit, but because there's, uh, there was a, there was a, <clears throat> my great aunt and some other local people used to have their claim to fame was doing paintings of the local covered bridge. So. Mm, gotcha. Uh, mm. <laughs> anyway. bridge. Yeah, yes. So that covers that pretty well. <laughs> well.
0: I'm glad you had that support system to, um, kind of help you through that and navigate that being self-taught and um you had it seems like you had people to go to if yeah it wasn't
2: so to. much it's not like they were direct mentors or anything. Okay. It's, just, it's just it's exposure and, and visual exposure as much mm-hmm. as anything and just seeing that hey people do this so as and a you kid it's do nice it too. to let other people do that so maybe that i can get interested in that
0: oh that's nice. We love that. All right. <laughs> yes. So we've
1: delved into the Hoosier roots. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. I just had to use the phrase Hoosier roots. I yes. don't know.
0: <laughs> I appreciate it. Well, Me, actually, you guys are you. both.
1: Oh, yes. born in Pennsylvania, but... but
0: I was going to say, I'm born. Indiana
1: and I, ended and up you there. have an Indiana shirt on right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> and, my uh, alma mater.
1: And, and Shelby's from Indiana, too. We you yes. were born in I'm, Valparaiso. So.
0: I'm oh, Hoosier, yes.
1: I like I'm the only non, uh, non-Hoosier non here. I'm the I only badger.
0: <laughs> <laughs> we don't
1: go by badger, really.
0: Wisconsinite? Wisconsinite. Yeah. <laughs> of
2: course. No, no one really knows what a Hoosier is
1: anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah I was going to say, I... Shelby's, I know a...
2: Shelby's practically in the region, though. Yes,
0: yeah. yes.
1: You know what
2: that is, Jake? <laughs> yeah. No, that is the area of Indiana, Northwest Indiana, near Chicago. It's known as the region. Yes, that's
1: okay. the name for that area. It's... And in college,
2: oh. I remember hearing the term "region rats."
0: Yeah, so still
2: mills and the ugly still mill, yeah.
0: And then Gary's over there. Yeah. We don't talk about Gary, he's like our uh, or our, Bruno, yeah. Well, <laughs> Gary, Indiana, we don't talk about him too much. So, Gary, Indiana, yes. Gary Indiana.
2: Oh the, the music man. <laughs> My dad that's used so to funny.
1: sing that song. I think that's
2: a music man.
0: Probably okay. Nice. We don't
1: track. have a, the region. That's catchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We don't have that around. I
2: and down at Indiana University in Bloomington in the 70s, there was a lot of guys from the region who came to school down there. Oh. I have on my a couple of dorm floors I lived on, there was probably at least 10 guys from the region.
1: So. <laughs> I've heard people say that we're the Cheddar Curtain. Oh yeah, that's a. Thing. I don't. That's yeah. more joking than anything, though. Nobody says it like.
2: Well, that's interesting because my hometown is a cheese town, Burn, Indiana, a friendly yeah. Swiss community. Okay. And there's a cheese factory there. That, uh, mm. and uh, in high school, we got at basketball games, it's particularly the nearby school, they used to yell at us and the, call us the cheese eaters. Oh, Whoa, wow. that and boy, is... we we, oh.
1: little Wisconsin down there. Uh-huh. <laughs>
0: But, yeah, um, so moving on right along now that we've gotten into our uh, roots a little. <laughs> um, um, so who, um, who were some influences or what are some influences on your artwork?
2: Well, definitely um, my grandmother and my brother um, influenced my or helped me have an interest in art. And then once I got to college and started studying art more on a formal basis, <clears throat> excuse me. I definitely was into abstract expressionism, maybe as a reaction to the, you know, pretty landscape pictures I grew up around. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> um, and that had a definite influence on me, and then uh, really into uh, almost anything early European modernism. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd say the really huge influence was early 20th century American painters. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just, to name a few, Arthur Dove, Marston Hartley, George O'Keefe, um, early, early American modern, modernism.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And let's see. Oh, and then I started getting to, I, I, I think as I, I think I discovered Kurt Schwitters, German artist who did this incredible, um, he had, I, was it called? The Merzbah? He turned his house into a piece of artwork and, and had, and he was a collage artist too, but he just had all kinds of Things built up in his house, and um, I think that's part of what really kind of ins- inspired me to think maybe I need to go just beyond painting. So, um, oh, nice. Uh, but but other things like country crafts, midwestern crafts, mass-produced crit- kitsch objects, um, and then I think something. Uh, uh, I I think I really got into th- in being influenced by things that show what possibilities art can have. I mm-hmm. I, I stick to making objects. That's, I just, that's, that's what I want to do. I have to make objects. I'm not a, I mean, I, I'm not a conceptual artist, you know, I'm not a performance artist, not a video. I I love to make objects. But one, um, artist, Nam June Pike, who did, um, I saw a show of his in Chicago, the Museum of Contemporary Art in the early 80s called TV Garden. Well, he had one piece in the show it was TV Garden, and he did a lot of work with television monitors and video, and it just blew my mind. Oh, and, that's cool. And I got back, and my painting professor was like, well, what did you see up in Chicago? And I said, oh, man, I saw this exhibit by Namjoon Pike. Well, what's that? And I said, mm-hmm. it's like it's like TV monitors, and he not painting? And he was, <laughs> he was kind of skeptical, but man. Um, uh, so I think that's I really moved into and still am influenced by a real variety of things and things that really make the possibilities of art expand, of what art can be, so.
0: Push those boundaries. Yeah. Yeah. And um, when would you say you started kind of factoring in the more organic nature, the Mm, peels mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. the leaves?
2: About 1988 or 89. um, Mm -hmm. I can't remember if someone gave me this, but I had a dried orange or a half of an orange. Mm
3: -hmm. And
2: I just loved it. Um, I know there was a, I was in Wyoming for a little while then. And a friend of mine was a a social worker and she had a client. And I, I don't, I can't remember why he gave me this dried orange, but, <laughs> but uh, there was an orange half that I put into a piece about 1988, and um, I and it's somewhat hard to explain, mm-hmm. but it's just I just love these organic materials and collaging them into my work, and um, I uh, I dry them thoroughly, and part of part of my process that's really interesting is I went on a big binge of drying a lot of orange peels and shaving out the pulp and having slices of pulp to dry recently um, in the last, say, five to six weeks, just two months maybe. Just really on a big binge of doing a lot more of those. Mm-hmm. I already have tons that I haven't used that are just in the drawers and stuff. Um, but, and drying a lot, and last fall I drew, I, I I'm sorry, I dried an enormous amount of leaves. So, but, Part of the, my process is doing that sort of thing oftentimes at the start of the day when I get out to the studio. Sometimes I end up doing that for two or three hours even because I have so many things to process. And it's, it's an incredibly meditative thing. Mm. And it also develops ideas, some ideas I haven't even worked
1: on yet. So And it probably smells pretty good. <laughs> it's interesting. And
2: well, what can get really interesting because I use an iron oh like a clothes iron and and to dry things and depending on if i the heat adjustment and depending what i'm drying it can have some very interesting smells i think (laughs) there's a piece back here that has a zucchini leaf and as i recall when i was drying that somewhere it might have even been a couple years ago when i was drying Mm -hmm. that i think i remember a distinct smell with that so but this (laughs) meditative process is just it's like a golden experience for me
0: and it's getting in touch with the supplies that you're gonna be using yeah, later yeah, and yeah. kind of sorting out and feeling what pairs well right. and everything. Well, I like
2: the word supplies there too because oh. and I have taught a workshop a couple of times, most recently up in Racine for the Racine Artist Guild at the Weston Museum is and that is is using organic materials as art supplies. And the the couple of times I've taught this workshop is just like I just encourage people, bring in anything. <laughs> We'll and I, even, I even made sample boards that have things like honey and peanut butter, and, <laughs> and, and after three and a half years, they're still not dry. But oh, gosh. anyway, oh, no. I, but, I, yeah. but I just I think anything, um, and I think, I mean, if you look in the art world, there's plenty of artists working with practically anything. Mm-hmm. So this is my anything is the organic materials that I dry.
1: So That's cool. Oh, awesome. That's something I would have never thought like. As a non artist, like before I started this podcast, like the, the idea that not even putting paint on canvas, like just gathering the materials, and we've heard this right, multiple right. times. I mm-hmm. think Missy kind of echoed this in her episode oh, yeah. Yeah, last yeah. season. Yeah. The the collection, the the finding it, and then having the vision, and it's right. It's part of the right, process, right. yeah. If well, not the best part,
2: yeah. <laughs> so, you know. I have some collaborative pieces with five different artists here, and there's one over there that I started with, um, like piece pieced quilting material from Margaret Heller, and um, there's not much paint on it. My conception of it was to actually have quite a bit of paint, too, to go. And it ended up, it was, was I like how it turned out, but it was so slow. It just didn't want to come together. And I got pretty much all orange and other citrus peelings on there Mm -hmm. glued down. And ultimately, I kind of was running out of time. I'm like, oh, I really like it. I don't have to pursue putting paint on here. Mm-hmm. It's fine the way it is. So there's a little bit of paint, but oh. anyway.
1: And it fits right in well at Lemon Street Gallery. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> I didn't
2: think of that when I did it. You're right. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's usually orange peelings, but there are some lemon and there's some lemon pieces in there for sure.
3: Aww.
1: There was oh, yeah. one I saw the other when I was here the other night, and it, like the color changes. Is that like from how you process it like because because there's one where it was like almost white and I'm, oh. i couldn't tell if it was lemon or uh, yeah okay.
2: <laughs> okay well uh if you look there's some lemons over there that julie has in her end. yeah so you look at lemons and they have that that one end that has that sort of raised up to a point yeah i don't know what you call that the pointy end
1: <laughs> i don't know <laughs> and what
2: i've done recently is take a knife and carefully shave thin pieces of that. So if depending on how far it stick out, I might shave off as many as five or six sh- shaved pieces of that part of the lemon mm-hmm. and then dry it. And that's what that is. Oh. Oh, okay. But I've also recently done something I hadn't done before. And that's when I take the orange peelings mostly and citrus peelings, yeah. I, I shave them as thin as I can And so what I've been doing lately is shaving them so that I have these big pieces of the last parts of pulp that are right there, right Mm -hmm. at the end of the peeling before you get to the outside of the peeling. And so I've got a bunch of that now that I'm thinking, and that's definitely lighter colored. And I'm -hmm. I'm thinking about, hmm, I think I should glue these together and draw on them. So we'll see what happens.
0: They could make a very interesting (laughs) painting surface. Uh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was talking with someone the other day. They were applying to be an artist here. And it's just, you don't know what surfaces you can really work with and oh. what you will fall in love with. And you really have to take that time to explore and be open to that exploration. And you're like the king of exploration. Well, so, surf- yeah. surfaces, yeah. I
2: love painting on canvas, but I mm-hmm. also, I mean, wood and plywood is like, mm-hmm. that's like a dream surface for me. Mm-hmm. There's two, two, what I call drawings over there that are done on plywood.
3: So. Oh, well, nice. I've
2: been doing that since the 80s, yeah. off and on.
0: You kind of let the wood speak through it as well. Yeah, you, well, you, you, I, you.
2: I definitely follow the wood grain mm-hmm. and let it yeah. lead to some imagery.
0: Yes, yeah. let nature do a little bit of the talking. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right um, all righty so oh. next in next question
1: yes my I think. turn yes uh who are some of your favorite artists and like that would include like local artists or you know famous artists start
2: with um let's start with famous mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i have a lot of favorite artists and there's I, I know that there's favorite artists that i have or have had that i'm not even thinking of right now there's just such. I just, uh, I'm like a sponge for art. I just love to look at art. Usually it's actually, in this, in this day and age, it's usually just Googling an artist's name and looking on my phone. And I know that, hey, for people who are real purists, that might not sound like much, but it's inspirational.
0: Um, usually that's just a starting point. So yeah. you got to start somewhere. So um,
2: the aforementioned, um, you know, Arthur Dove, uh, Margin Hartley,
0: those cool guys, yeah.
2: I don't want to go only with guys though. Yeah. There's, um
0: And gals and gals. And I'm losing her name, mm-hmm. George O'Keeffe.
2: Oh, okay. Gotcha. But, but then there's also um, really uh, as far as modernism. I mean, it's I, I have. I mean, there's all kinds of artists from the Renaissance on up. I mean, but i really really pretty much go with 20th century. So Picasso, George Brock is an absolute favorite. I love his still lifes. Um, Willem de Kooning. Abstract Expressionism. Mm -hmm. Um, Jackson Pollock's early paintings before he started tripping. The trips are okay. If you Mm -hmm. see them in person, you'll really see that they're really amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, A more recent artist who's been, well, she's been dead a while now, Elizabeth Murray as one of my absolute favorite painters. Um, And then uh, a guy named Howard Hodgkin from England. Great abstract painter.
3: Nice.
2: Uh, And lately, after I watched a video about him about 10 years ago andy goldsworthy who look him up okay we will (laughs) (laughs) and he works with he works out in nature with ice and rocks and leaves and it's just amazing amazing work and then let's go to this other page because i forgot to local artists okay (laughs) yes (laughs) well some of these people i know a little bit or more and some of them i barely know but um Shout Dan Simono <laughs> yep. because of, uh, Dan Simono has, uh, his figurative work is just amazing. He's such, he works so hard on his paintings, such a great technician. Uh, up in Racine, Jerry Belland, um, love going, I, I'm going to miss the open house coming up up there in Racine, but I love going into his studio and seeing what he's working on. Um, someone I've met. But don't, I've been in her studios, Diane Levesque. She,
0: oh my gosh!
2: Her work, her, and she, you could just tell she she just has such an g- output of work too, mm-hmm. and it's just amazing. And you know, she has yeah. fun, like yeah. so
0: much fun doing yeah. it. So
2: talk to her a little bit, mm-hmm. but then um, okay. Maureen Maureen <laughs> Fritchen, whose studio I think is next door or two doors down. She does—I yep. uh, don't know—would you call it conceptual? I don't know. It's just really—it's very contemporary mm-hmm. with really interesting materials like foam especially lately yeah, right. so and i um
0: and kind of organic and they mm-hmm. fe- again it kind of falls in a yeah, similar feeling yeah. of yours where it feels familiar but very right, alien right, right, at the right. same time so
2: but she's doing Sculpture. much larger work yeah. than i am but she's
0: got big foam which sculptures. i'll get to that later yeah because
2: <laughs> um, you got
1: some big work
0: yeah. well
2: <laughs> that's uh, yeah that's a that's the biggest painting i've completed in in many many years. What's that? What size is that? It's about sixty nine high, sixty nine inches by about fifty one. Wow. It actually, I it's actually a painting I started in the eighties, believe it or not. But I work on things and then I let them go, and then years later I'll come back to them. And it was bigger. It was more like eighty four by fifty four. Oh, so and that
0: one was cut down. I actually okay. cut it down. Yeah. All right. Um,
2: so then <laughs> okay. um, then as far as uh, local artists and I think this goes for anything, any artist that can influence me or that I really respond to is uh, I respond, and this goes for the local people I've mentioned, people whose work exhibits quality of, qualities like working really hard. (laughs) I mean, really doing the work, having great technique, and, and a sense of ambition in what they're doing. And mm-hmm. and I think all those people, I mean, I think of Maureen especially because oh, yeah. of those big things she's doing. But and they're um, so
0: repetitive. <laughs> yeah.
2: oh, and then <laughs> um, there's, I think there's uh, a lot of artists around here that I like and that uh, from around here in Northern Illinois, such as Mike Latuski, who used mm-hmm. to be a member here at Lemon Street, he lives in Zion. Yeah. We did these two collaborat- collaborations. Um, so, it's a pretty good list of influences. Yeah. Oh, definitely. And as, as always, there's always way too many. Yeah. I'm just... And you're probably
0: my, forgetting someone. Yes, and, I
2: am. And, my, yeah. uh, and <laughs> as far as local people, and um, I didn't mention anyone from Lemon Street. And mm-hmm. I think that's a good tact there to not mention anyone. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, I, I just think there's just great art no matter where you go. Mm-hmm. And um, I think our local community is full of it. So full of great art, I mean.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm full of bit, it. Yes. <laughs>
0: All righty. We're going to get into more questions when we come back from this little break.
2: Hello Art Space Podcast fans, this is Joseph from Draw Joseph Studio. Most of you know who I am. I have this fabulous world-class Draw Studio up in Racine at the Racine Business Center, 1405 16th Street. My studio is real easy to find. It's on the first floor on the east side, right inside the tunnel. If you know the Racine Business Center, it's a big, tall brick building, and there's a big Von trader on the east side of the building, and the tunnel's right underneath the Von. So come in the tunnel, first studio to your right, and on every Tuesday afternoon at 5.30, the gates open up, and at 6 p.m. I have a model posing. You're invited. It's free tip the model hope to see you there
1: and we are back from our fantastic little break
0: Yay. All right. why was it
1: fantastic i don't know
2: <laughs> i talked too much during the break so let's hope i don't clam up now
0: <laughs> no you're good <laughs> happy
1: cinco de mayo everybody okay.
0: oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> hey i'm gonna be in denver so or i am in denver
1: you are i am in denver hello oh, from okay. colorado <laughs> i
2: will be in denver and they have a lot of good Cinco de mayo activities so we'll see what happens yeah. We
1: just realized that this is this episode's coming out on Cinco de Mayo, yeah, probably. Okay. So
0: and we're totally not recording it on Easter Monday.
1: Is <laughs> yeah, I guess that is what you call it today, the yeah. day after Easter. Actually, art
2: galleries, like art galleries in Denver, what they really used to celebrate a lot, and galleries have special, was uh, the Day of the Dead. That's, oh, that's a bigger yeah. thing than Sico the Mayo in those galleries. So is
1: it the oh, same okay. day as Halloween or is it like the day before mm. or day after? Same
2: time frame somewhere. It's ish, <laughs> right? Ish, yeah.
0: I'm awful and I don't know.
1: You're Have the been? Halloween
0: person. I know, but I'm awful. Well, so am I. <laughs> yep. Oops. Educate Jake. Educate Jake. <laughs> yeah. Make me less awful. Yeah. <laughs> no, we need to find out when. <laughs> the oh,
1: yeah. Well, Google it. <laughs> No, I didn't mean you. I meant the person at home, the listener. We're leaving this all in.
0: Oh, God. Um, <laughs> like I said, it's a poo brain kind of day. Poo brain?
1: You didn't say poo brain well. earlier. Hey, watch it there.
0: <laughs> Chill poo brain episode.
1: Winnie the Pooh. Yeah. Wait, are you saying it's okay
2: if I want to curse?
0: If yeah. you count
1: poo brain as cursing.
2: Yes, go right ahead. No, that's I'm okay. foul I can, mouth. I, 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 I
1: can keep it clean. <laughs>
0: All righty. Getting back into these wonderful questions we have here. Um, So, Dean, um, what is your motivation to create?
2: Oh, that's a great question. Um, Yay. (laughs) So, my motivation is mainly the creative process. Mm -hmm. Other artists especially will know what that means. That process heavy work. It's different... Different, pro- Yeah, and mm-hmm. I wrote down, I love the work of art, not works of art, but I love the actual physical work involved in making art.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, the physical processes that are involved combined with intellectual and emotional responses that develop through the work.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: It's just such a, oh, I'm getting chills. right. Seriously, I am getting chills. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know, there's nothing in life quite like it. That process... And the process is such a turn-on, even when even when the piece you're working on is not that not going that well. Mm-hmm. But then when you have a breakthrough and something really gets achieved in what you're doing, and it's getting to what you're going for, there, I don't know. There's just nothing quite like it. Um, and then ultimately, the motivation is, um, I just have an urge to do it. Yeah. And the other word that I use a lot is obsession. And this has gotten Worse as I've gotten older. Mm.
1: It's gotten more intense. I think, well,
2: when you start seeing that, you know, you're past half point (laughs) at the time you're given. Interesting that you say
1: it's gotten worse, not it's gotten better. <laughs> no, it's, well, by worse I mean better. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's going to No, I no, I, in some ways the obsession, well, cuz the obsessive quality of really just needing to make art and a compulsion. It's not like I do it 24/7 cuz I don't. I yeah. take breaks. I I mm-hmm. I rest. Mm-hmm. But um and then the other word is compulsion. I just feel compelled to do it. So and yeah. that that's not something I necessarily even want to explain further.
3: Okay.
1: I think it's just if you if you've got it yourself, you know it. Yes, I'm sure the, some of at least most of the listeners at home are going. Yeah, I, I get that. I I get that, and I don't even do art. Like,
2: I think um, writers and musicians yeah. also have it to it's the nth there. degree, and meteorologists. Uh, well, <laughs>
1: yes, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. When, when he honestly, when he was talking about that, like, well, I, don't I don't thought. Know. Uh, well, it's I
2: not, don't want to. Not Drew. He gets you ready, but I don't think he's really into it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like I, I thought about like when I'm when I'm looking at weather models and stuff. Honestly, uh-huh. that kind of stuff is more fun to me than actually even watching the weather sometimes, which mm-hmm. I love. But like the, the the actual bringing it up, seeing it, interpreting it, it that scratches that itch, and mm-hmm. it's it's you can't put it into words. I can understand so, where you're coming from. Yeah, I have
2: fun. a I have a cousin who um who i think he's i don't know if he's still in oklahoma but ten years ago or so i is looking him up online i've i've never spent a lot of time with him but he was he was a uh storm chaser he was chasing tornado he was a he was a church pastor and a storm chaser. Oh
1: goodness. I don't know if Dean knows, but I went to the okay. University of Oklahoma <laughs> yes. and chased storms. I chased storms. <laughs> so I've seen about fifteen tornadoes or so Maybe this is back anything. when I was in college. So there's a decent storm. chance.
2: <laughs> Eugene Thiessen.
1: It sounds he vaguely familiar. He wasn't at the university, probably. But we you know, it's yeah, all different interesting. types. Yeah. Interesting. Small world.
0: <laughs> yes. Hoosiers and Sooners. storm chasers. Sooners.
2: <laughs> he was not he was he was a husker.
0: Uh,
1: oh, boo. He grew up in. He grew They're arch <laughs> 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 they <old-time> rivals. are the old time rivals. <laughs> cool.
0: But yeah. Oh, well, all yeah. righty. Well, weird connections and. Um, We're doing it. Yeah. Red string theory, I guess. We're all connected. Yeah.
1: <laughs> all right. Yes. Oh, we're getting into the fun section. Oh, this, yes. one's, this is a great question. If you're going to ask them, yes. I think it is. It's, yeah, the people at home know it, too, because we do the same order every week. Oh,
3: okay. <laughs> dun, dun, dun,
2: if
1: time and money are no object, what's your dream project? Okay, so
2: I've never thought about that.
1: Ah, <laughs> ha,
3: ha.
2: <laughs> How about an LOL? Because, no. So to start this answer, I want to say that fantasizing what could be possible with no time and money concerns can be really dangerous <laughs> for me mm-hmm. cuz i think i i don't I, I i yeah i think i've lived in a fantasy world a lot of the time so um but when i allow the dreaming to happen it's more it's uh the, the first thing is more space i'd love to have a not just a bigger studio i'd love to have a factory size studio mm. mm-hmm. or a warehouse you know mm-hmm. like let's say 2 to 2 to 2,000 to 100,000 square feet would be great. So anyway. Wow. <laughs> Cavernous. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. Um, um, so a big, bigger, more room, and it would really get me to where I want to be as far as working on bigger, more ambitious pieces, uh, paintings, mixed media, sculpture. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely have, and I do have enough room that once I clean my studio up from my uh, flurry of work that I've been at lately. Um, I do have room to do some, well, I have a big painting back here, but I do have room to do pretty much anything I have in this show, mixed media or a painting. I do have enough room. I can work larger. Um, so that's it. Um, more space, larger, more ambitious work.
0: Alrighty. So, knowing that you're not too far off the um, course that you are kind of traveling and you're kind of still achieving those uh, dreams. And um, we always like to hear that and not um, just. Let me look at that know. question one more time. Because <laughs> some people, well, yeah. Th- like they have questions or answers where it's like, I want all like um trying to think of something that was just outrageous
1: oh the we're gonna have a music festival on the moon yeah Um, yeah uh, (laughs) or bring back a dead person or something like that yeah yeah.
2: well this shows how i am because pretty much everything is everything's gonna be attached to the making of my art Mm -hmm. um but i also think that um it would do me really really, it would be a good thing for me to do some extensive traveling, which I've never traveled as much as I, when I was younger, I did not out of the country though, but I think, um, it would be really neat to do some extensive traveling to some interesting places and see what effect that would have on my
1: work. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Get some more inspiration, gather in those bits. Yep. And expand. That's Mm -hmm. one I
1: definitely associate with too. That's Travelers.
0: Alrighty, moving right along uh the next question that we have here is what is the funniest comment or funniest story you've heard about your artwork
2: so i have had some funny comments but i just really couldn't remember what they were so i came up with something that is in retrospect is kind of funny Mm -hmm. and oh gosh this is like the old this was like back in the 70s and my th- and this is in response to an abstract paintings of mine when I was first starting to mm-hmm. paint in college. My three year old niece could do that.
0: Oh gosh, yeah. Oh, and that God. was
2: and I was like, um. A side note is no, your three year old niece couldn't because she does she doesn't have the preceding work that builds up to that to do it. But anyway, mm-hmm. this yeah. This was heard from a friend of a friend mm-hmm. in college, visiting for the weekend probably, mm-hmm. um, and I. I think right on the spot I considered it. I did consider it to be funny. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a good response. It's just, and then, but I also was thought it was offensive and clueless. And um, but mostly all I could do was laugh, and that's kind of what I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a And and then it struck me as being very funny because it was coming from someone who, as I remember, and I haven't had it, I haven't had contact with him in forty years. But as far as I could remember, had. Had some real artistic skills that he never but he decided not to use them because it, when he didn't think he'd make any money with it so he was, he was making money so, uh, so it's kind of sad he was very he had some mm-hmm. real drawing skills but um and then uh not funny but i remember some sometimes small children at art openings i've had in the past just standing in front of something i've done and being fascinated by it and laughing and having some joy at what they're looking Aww. at, I can't remember the exact pieces, but I've had Those a are... lot of shows in my mm-hmm. so <laughs> in a lot of places. Um, mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, I had a friend in grad school who, unfortunately, he was going to be in for one more semester. This was in Chicago, and um, unfortunately, my last semester, he actually died, um, probably a drug overdose and um he was a real he was a pretty spiritual guy and he told me that when he looks at my work he sees god i'm like whoa wow she's and so you got
0: the full gambit there i
2: have a big gambit because i've been doing this for a while so (laughs) and i've had lots of interaction with other artists and and
1: people coming to see shows so
0: well gotcha it's,
1: it's always funny like the, the whole interaction between the the audience and the the artist and and that yeah, has always yeah. just been fascinating to me and and everybody reacts in different ways and and lo- is looking for something else some people well yeah go ahead
2: well the other night at, at the opening for this show someone wanted me to explain a certain painting and i i think i've been trying lately to um, sort of do a thing where, well, what are you getting out of this piece mm-hmm. before I tell them? And uh, the partic- this particular interaction, I said that kind of, and then I said, but here's, I'll tell you first. But um, I've noticed that, well, the last few years, having more exhibits than I had had, had in quite a while, I'm actually, uh, I'm actually getting back in the groove of talking about my work better um, with people at openings, but sometimes i just i'm stumped as to why a piece is a certain way and um i just know that when i started exhibiting more again in the last few years i remember like someone says tell me about your work or tell me about this piece and i i've had several people where i start talking about it and i i uh just see them glaze over within about 20 seconds
0: because <laughs> i think i don't know i don't
2: know why but i think i'm doing getting better at it so okay. yeah um
0: i know with your work being process heavy you want to explain the process you want to really yes exactly uh, yeah you want to inform that part and unfortunately a lot of people don't
2: that's why i love talking to other artists yes i get it yes. <laughs> <They know. laughs>
0: And as someone who loves printmaking and mixed media, right. I understand yeah. it's so hard to yeah, it really is. convey that energy that went right. into this. And um, so it's it's a hard thing to tackle of gauging whether, all right, does this person want to know the process or more of the story, the end, whatever that's on the wall. So Well, it's kind yeah. of
2: weird to be where I'm at with sometimes having a hard time talking to people who are not necessarily artists or don't know processes Mm -hmm. is that probably 40 years ago, I had, I had one friend in particular that was knew nothing about art and I kind of worked, worked with him in a parks department mowing grass and stuff. And, Mm -hmm. and, uh, I made a decision that, that my work has to, I I want to try to speak through my work and how I talk with people. I want, to really have people who don't know much about art. I want them to try to, I want to try to make work that relates to people, a broad range of people. And Mm -hmm. I think, uh, there have been times when I've kind of lost that a little bit when Mm -hmm. I lived in Denver and I was involved in a artist co-op and having in shows all the time. And the the art scene there was, was incredible then. I think it's even huge. It's big now. Mm -hmm. And, um, you just talk to other artists at at openings. So many other artists are there. And um, so I, I like trying to make work that really relates to as broad an audience as possible.
0: Oh, cool. And yeah. like, Jake, like me. Yeah, I was about to say, Jake, having that perspective, um, I think we're really doing some good work with the podcast with breaking down those terms and hopefully um, making art uh a little more approachable and a little more easier to talk about um right. I've only got yeah.
1: two things that I wrote down that I didn't know what they were so far. Oh, well, <laughs> oh really? Do
0: you, do you want to educate Jake? Well, yes. let's
1: get it in there cuz we're getting towards the end of the show. Right, yes, yes. I heard you mention this was a while back. This might have been the first part of the show. <laughs> you were listing some different uh, things and you said country crafts.
0: Yeah. And, <laughs> That's and I don't I know call
1: it. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but it sounds well, I feel like I've heard it before.
2: Well, I mean, you've probably seen it. Well, growing up in Indiana, and then as an adult too. Um, you just—I'm uh, trying to like. Well, you just see. There's something called tall painting. You ever heard of that? No. It's like a. It's like a. It's sort of like still life, and but it's it's like a hobby, It's not a hobby. It's craft painting. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of not considered fine art, but that's that's what I would call a country class craft. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's here's something do. that doesn't really inspire me but there's a lot of this used to be a lot of this in indiana in the countryside is you drive by someone's house and they have silhouette cutouts of grandma and grandpa oh. bent yes. over picking yeah. weeds or something like yeah. that oh yeah definitely mm-hmm. um ah, what else there's just all kind. Of, i mean it can be baskets i mean there can mm-hmm. be a, it's just such a variety of it's, and you see it in the midwest a lot mm-hmm. so it's like
0: weird slice of life yeah still life so if that makes sense yeah That's what like painting Farm still lives. yeah, yeah.
2: Painting on saw blades, oh yeah, Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, Um, that kind of thing.
0: Barn quilts kind of fall into that, yeah, 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 and that kind of stuff. So
2: there's just uh, a lot of that where I come from, and I know well, there's probably a lot in Wisconsin too. I mean, I don't necessarily go seeking that kind of stuff out, but I think it had a big influence on me. And and my ex wife um, was really into and I am to mass-produced kitsch
1: objects, which... That was the other that, thing I, so I had written down I, I kitsch. Sh- I've been told maybe
2: I shouldn't use the word kitsch, but I don't know how... To, I'd have to look up the definition. It's a
0: very... Um, it's hard not to use the word itself. <laughs> it's usually
2: mass-produced.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like mass-produced figurines. Um, like bobbleheads or something? That could be that. It could mm-hmm. be my um, my late mother-in-law, my ex-wife's mother, had a lot of... Um, sort of, you know, inexpensive,
0: mass-produced yeah.
2: figurines and things around.
0: Do you remember like precious moments? Yeah, yeah, yeah. angels. Yeah, there's all kinds. I mean, that's there's kitsch art. It, it, yeah.
2: My yeah. grandma used to have
1: hummels.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, And yeah.
2: that yeah. that had a huge influence mm-hmm. growing yeah. up around that on my ex-wife, and she she did paintings with kitsch objects in them that are really cool. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but I also, but I, I, I try not to use the term kitsch too often okay. because. Uh, I think in certain places it can kind of devalue what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. To certain people, might it might devalue what I'm doing because, but but it's
0: because there's a stigma attached. Yeah, there is with definitely it. a stigma. Mm-hmm. It's
2: not fine art. Okay.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, and yes, I do consider what I do to be fine art. Mm-hmm. But um, I mean, hey, you're influenced by what you're influenced by. Yeah. I'm mm-hmm. influenced by all kinds of things, including stuff growing up in a small town in the midwest so
1: yeah awesome well this has been educate shake
0: Yay! <laughs> <laughs> ding ding, we did it <laughs> and i think
1: we're getting into our final question here oh my yes so uh what you already touched on this a little bit but yeah we'll i can bring touch a more <laughs> what are some of your thoughts on the local art community strengths okay. I actually wrote
2: quite a bit about this i've took quite a bit of notes on this one mm. um so for me the local art community community and this is part of my travels around and Mm -hmm. and people i place i mean i've shown work in illinois and the local art community to me is basically northeastern illinois lake county mainly Mm -hmm. um up to racine i could i mean i go up to i don't know people in milwaukee very much but i go up and look at art there but Mm -hmm. but that's the local community that i'm that i'm talking about and i think it's really strong there's so many good artists um as there are everywhere you go really Mm -hmm. it's amazing um, and I think there's a lot of dedicated artists and that doing really strong work. And um, sometimes I think some, you know, a lot, some very unique work. Like I think Michael Tuski's work is very unique. Um, mm-hmm. My friend Tim, the wire sculptor from Tim Flynn from Waukeek, and I think a lot of his work is very unique. Um, uh, so I guess something I wrote down here is, I've lived in some really great places for art, and particularly Denver in the in the '90s. And uh, I feel it's, although it's very different, it really is in a lot of ways. I don't want to go too deep into it. I feel around here, I feel energized um, by the community and the interactions I have um, in a similar way as I did in Denver. So. And I believe me, I was totally. I mean, I we this gallery I was in, we had art openings every two weeks. Mm-hmm. Wow! And I went to all of the. It was lots of artist co-ops, and I went to all of those all the time. And there's even more now. So, um, oh, I think. What was the second part of that question? Is Ways to improve? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Give us some notes.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> or anything you want to see yeah. happen. Now,
2: I'm yeah. not totally sure about how ways to improve exactly, but I guess it's important for me personally to be, to be around other artists who are dedicated to what they're doing in a highly developed, serious way. And I think, as probably anywhere, I think there's people at all different stages of development. Mm-hmm. And I think there's... um People come to art at different times in their lives. Some people study art for way too long, like I did. (laughs) Um, So many artists around of all levels, talent-wise and experience-wise. And I think a sure way to improve what's already got some great things going is to work to create an environment. I'm reading this one this time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. To create an environment where the most dedicated practitioners of art can be recognized i think that's important that people who have put in the time and really made an effort to really create something uh maybe even a legacy uh, can mm-hmm. be recognized and in turn be of inspiration to or mentor others who are earlier in their in finding their way yeah mm-hmm. so, i love that yeah. and um i don't i mean i would put myself in the category of someone who i would i would say yeah i'm a mature artist i've been doing it a long time i think i have um even though I do, like, five different types of work, mm-hmm. I feel like each one of those types of work is pretty highly developed. and, um, and um, But I love to talk to other artists of all stages. Mm-hmm. And uh, I find one thing that I think could be, be improved in this community is I don't think there's enough young people. I don't have enough interaction with younger artists, and I don't know why that is. Here's one. Got <laughs> Shelby now. Yes. Yeah, so um, I'm working on it. I'm working there's, on a, it. I mean, here at Lemon Street, the artist membership, the people that I've met and know the most, it's it's, it's pretty up there in age. But I know there are younger members, some too. So I just, uh, I think one thing that could really improve this exact direct community, and I don't know how you do this, because um, is. For the people who are members to come to the openings more yes mm-hmm. I missed last month because I was sick mm-hmm. um i try I, I'm not going to make everyone, but mm-hmm. um I know there's i I'm sure I haven't met half the members yet, mm-hmm. and um in my history, being in a co-op that was only thirty members is less, and then we made it to thirty um, most of the people were. I'd say half to to almost everyone was at almost every opening, Mm. every two weeks. Of course, there was always lots of beer.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we need to motivate them with beer.
2: (laughs) I don't advocate a lot of beer at openings these days, but we used to have kegs. It was a real party scene. I think um, all of those galleries have gone away from the t- every two week shows now though
0: <laughs> was, slow the pace down <laughs> that's
2: a lot <laughs> oh, I was only in my 30s and I didn't have kids quite yet so
0: gotcha but yeah I'd like to um, touching on what you said I actually have some secret plans that I'm working Good. on getting a mentorship program together well, so
2: well I think that um, I think some personal, discussions I've had with some various people over the recent past is that as someone who's older and has been doing this for a really long time um in some ways uh what's going on in the world of art I feel a little bit out of touch with some things um Mm a little disconnected a little bit like a dinosaur sometimes and I don't and I I I uh I'm not going to go on a pity party here but i don't think what i do is necessarily seen as all that important in light of what's going on in the world and in the art world at this point in time mm-hmm. um and um, i'm I'm not experimenting with the current um contemporary art world concepts that are really oh, gotcha. hot this right now mm-hmm. but i didn't you're not I didn't following back then trends and, not following trends yeah, gotcha. I'm, and i'm and you can look at me i'm certainly not <laughs> I'm certainly not...
0: On TikTok and... and Well, I'm not
2: really. And I'm also not highly diverse. (laughs) And I love the um, diversity that is happening in our world these days and people who haven't had um, kind of a fair shake, Mm -hmm. gigging an opportunity. But I think I still have something to offer. Mm -hmm. And um, I just, yeah, I... I I wish I could interact with younger people more okay. in art. I mm-hmm. I do have my daughters.
0: Oh yes. They're who
2: are, who are in and uh
0: they're getting into art. Aren't oh they? Yeah, yeah. They so. both have mm-hmm.
2: older daughter has a digital art degree and she does mostly just drawing anymore, but
3: mm-hmm.
2: and my younger daughter has a BFA in painting from the same school I was at oh, like thirty five nice. years earlier. <laughs> and she is like mega talented painter. Oh, and oh, um, good. so we have a real connection. Oh,
0: spreading down the It's tent. like
2: I don't go down to Bloomington, Indiana very often, so it's like I'm not meeting her artist friends and interacting, but mm-hmm. be nice if I could. maybe I'll have to make a point, yeah, yeah. anyway,
0: but yeah, I, I think I'm working on those secret plans, and oh good. um I think yeah. that's great. So I'm excited for that. yeah,
1: yeah, um, just more connection. Mm-hmm. and, you know, it, it comes from both sides. You know, yep, we yeah, we got to meet in the right. middle here. and you well, know. you know yeah.
2: one thing I thought about doing with the show that's up now. And um, I'm not going to be doing it. I think it's kind of late to to do it. Uh, some galleries, I don't know if it's ever done in here, have a have a gallery talk, mm-hmm. not the opening, but like yep. on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon for an hour, have a gallery talk, and then make an effort to really divide, to invite
0: schools who and- we're talking
2: and- about. Yeah, mm-hmm. and.
0: That is also one okay. of my top secret plans. Are you reading my plan book? <laughs> oh, boy. Gosh. Uh, I guess I, yes. yeah, I have that. No, <laughs> I don't. No, I
3: don't.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I had this idea of like before your show closes out, like that Sunday, invite the people in and kind of just take it all in before it comes down. Like a kind of. <laughs> <You're sure? laughs> Unfortunately, not oh, this one. It's <laughs> too late. <laughs> it's not. But, this.
2: It's kind of. You, I think you really have to schedule it. Yeah,
0: yeah probably. Further ahead. So, they'd be kind of like little going away talks about right. it, if that right. makes oh, yeah. sense, or like um, closing statements or anything is yeah. kind of putting a bow on the whole thing. So,
2: I, I think that um, there's certainly artists here and in other galleries who would not really want to do that. And yeah. that's fine. Mm-hmm. And I respect if people really don't want to talk a lot about what they're doing. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I don't want to. Yeah, and sometimes people ask me questions and I get stumped, <laughs> but that's a way to grow too. So,
0: mm-hmm. and it, it's making that call. And um, if we don't have one, then we just don't have one for that one. Mm-hmm. Or if right. no one wants to talk, that's being right. showcased, then we just don't have mm-hmm. one. And, mm-hmm. um, but I think we need to make a conscious, uh, conscious can't talk right now that's
3: okay we need
0: to make an effort (laughs) to um give those opportunities and to really give a platform for people to speak because yeah you could have an artist statement typed out and written out but having an open dialogue Mm -hmm. is so much greater and you can gain so much more from that Um, I don't
2: always read the statements in galleries, by the way. (laughs) I know. I like Mm -hmm. to look at the Mm -hmm. the work first and foremost, and sometimes there are statements even with individual pieces that I don't even read much of. So I'm very (laughs) visual. Me too.
0: Some people, yeah, they they view it that way, but um, I feel like we need to have a nice open um, ability to ask those questions, get in a little deeper, and get... um, Mm -hmm really highlight the high quality art that is here, um, Mm -hmm. and give a chance to talk about those processes because the receptions are more, uh, surface layer stuff, but give a chance to get that really in-depth conversation. I don't
2: know how many times (laughs) on Saturday night I kind of was let conversations with people lapse because of getting distracted and having to talk to someone new who Mm -hmm. came in. And I felt bad, like with, Several different people. Like and I'll that get back to usually, you. That usually doesn't happen that much, but it was really busy here for a while. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, that's it. Can be tough um, because it's kind of a social hour or social three hours. But it's mm-hmm. also, but it's also, people do want to ask you questions about what you're doing. Wanna mm-hmm. But they don't want to you bother
0: it. your time. So it's like it's
2: like mm-hmm. yeah. I I kind of went from one person to other in a rough transition a couple of times.
0: Yeah. Yes. So hopefully we could do artist talks to yeah. help bridge that. And maybe- And then when
2: we have the openings, I'll just, hey, let's just party. And- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> We got to get a keg. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh man, I don't know. And- I think you'd have a lot of beer. In yeah, no, maybe not. <laughs> so we had a keg. Most people got a keg. Mm-hmm. And then for the next two weeks of your show, because the artists always had shifts to sit the gallery. Mm-hmm. so if a sh- if a show's Friday night, the opening, and I'm sitting a shift over the next couple weekends, we actually got a refrigerator with a hole in it with the sp- sp- <laughs> and and the c o two thing mm-hmm. so I would sit the gallery and drink beer while I'm sitting in the gallery on Sunday <laughs> afternoon. Ooh. That didn't always turn out so great though
0: oh <laughs>
2: <laughs> anyway,
0: oh gosh. So um, as we wrap up this episode, uh, where can people find you, Dean?
2: DeanHabegger.com. That's D-E-A-N, H-A-B-E-G-G-E-R. And don't be faint of heart. There's a lot to look at there. There <laughs> is. I was and, on it today, <laughs> and I I realize I probably need some instruction on how to make it a little bit more user friendly. But <laughs> I do actually like the mobile um one because you just you go on it on your phone mm-hmm. and it just the f- the first page comes up you have a little menu thing at the top but and you can just scroll sc- scroll a bunch scroll. of images really <laughs> fast um no i i actually like the way it is but as i look at other people's websites i feel like yeah there's a lot to look at on yeah. mine <laughs> and it's and it hits you right away so i don't know <laughs> if that's a good thing or a bad thing but deanhabegger.com and look at I do put things on Instagram, some, and Facebook. Um, that's something I need to make a decision someday if I'm going to pursue more or mm-hmm. not. So, anyway.
0: The website is a good um, starting right. point. So
1: And you can mm-hmm. come in person to Lemon oh, okay. Street Gallery. If you have yes. a time machine, you could go back in time and see the show. But uh... I always
2: <laughs> yes. have something in the members' yeah. gallery. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm looking around and seeing quite a few things that probably need to get on the website soon. Yeah.
0: Ooh, update that website. You all
1: missed out unless you were here for it, then you didn't.
0: <laughs> Good job. You get a gold star. You have oh. fond memories. And mm-hmm.
2: yes. um I've been pursuing trying to go to other places. I've been, uh, I'm going to start my third season showing at Woodwalk Gallery in Egg Harbor.
0: Oh, okay. In County. County, yeah.
2: mm-hmm. Um just south of Dor- of Egg Harbor and uh I think they're going to open I'm taking my work up there. Uh they're gonna I think they're gonna open April twenty eighth. So they're already open.
3: Woo-hoo! Yeah. And
2: um or even earlier. Um so that's a place if you Check and I know more. some people like to go to Door County. So. I think <laughs> a few do. <laughs> Woodwalk Wood is a really neat place. And there's so many good galleries in Door County, and Woodwalk's in an old barn. And I'll probably have maybe as many as ten or twelve pieces up and um including some. Things I'm going to finish before I get them get them up there. So anyway, well, it's going to be mostly mixed mixed media.
0: Well, awesome. Yeah, the, the, you could find you everywhere. So you
2: hopefully some other galleries in the future.
0: Yes, yeah, so you're not hard to find. <laughs> Alrighty, and you can find us uh, wherever you get your podcasts: um, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts spotify um our very own youtube channel so if you can leave us a like a review a comment wherever you are uh, viewing and or hearing this um that would be greatly appreciated and would help us out a lot Um, and a big thank you to would you kindly for intro outro music yes big shout out to you guys And uh, you can also find us on social media, uh, The Art Space Podcast on Facebook, The Art Space Pod on Instagram. Like I mentioned before, our YouTube channel. So uh, we've got a lot going on.
1: And there's the group on Facebook, The Marvelous Makers and Art Appreciators. Yeah. If you're an artist at home wanting to be part of this conversation, post some stuff on there.
0: Yeah. Or if you're just an art advocate in the area and you want to get in touch and learn about local events that are happening, We share a lot of stuff on there. Follow
1: along. You'll you'll find how to engage. And that's what we've talked about. We need Mm to come together, engage.
0: Pop that bubble.
1: A rising tide lifts all ships.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Insert all of our quotes. (laughs) Sounds great. Yes, yes. So um, go do those things. And um have a good rest of your day and or night. Thank you
1: for having me. Yeah, thanks for being here.
0: And I think that about wraps it up for this episode and we will see you in the next one. Bye bye.